Welcome to the third episode of the 1796 Podcast, a monthly podcast that features exclusive interviews and in-depth news about the Tennessee National Guard and the Tennessee Military Department. The 1796 Podcast is produced every month by the Airmen and Soldiers of the Tennessee National Guard Joint Public Affairs Office. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Marty Malone. And I'm Captain Hall. Co-host of the 1796 Podcast. On this episode, we'll hear from Sergeant Major Harold Cook, who has been working on the Tennessee Maneuvers Exercise, also known as Tin Man. We will also be hearing from the Director of the Tennessee Emergency Management Agency, Patrick Sheehan, on how the state of Tennessee prepares for emergency situations. And of course, we'll brief you on the latest and most important news impacting the Tennessee National Guard in our Tennessee Bluff news segment. thrilled to welcome Director Patrick Sheehan to the podcast today. Director, thanks for taking the time to join us. Hey, thanks. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, to get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the director of TEMA. Well, I'm, I came to be the director of TEMA. I was recruited when I was serving at the Ohio Emergency Management Agency, and that's probably my only, only claim to fame is I'm the very first person the state of Tennessee hired using an executive recruiter. And so uh, previous governor, Governor Haslam, and uh, the previous adjutant general, Major General Haston, did a national search for the next team of director, and uh, they somehow wound up with me. Uh, I was thrilled, though. I had moved to Ohio uh, because my wife went to graduate school there, and so we spent 13 years in Ohio. Originally um, from Georgia, grew up there. My dad uh, retired from Forces Command in 1975, and so I was raised in Georgia, and it's kind of nice moving back to the South. And can you tell us a little bit about the mission of TEMA and why should every Tennessean know about this mission critical agency? Yeah, TEMA is, we work on behalf of the state of Tennessee, so the the executive branch of the state and uh, in support of the aims established by the General Assembly to mitigate the the impacts of disaster, to help our communities and Tennesseans prepare for, respond to, and recover from any emergency or disaster that they face. And so we do that through education and outreach and by creating opportunities for uh, cities and counties and their departments to engage with us in exercises. Uh, you know, as we look out this out of this room here today, we have what we call our Tin Cat exercise or Tennessee Catastrophic Exercise, and we selected a scenario, or I directed a scenario that would engage us here. And I know the National Guard today is doing a, a sister exercise, and um, we usually try to tie that the, the Tennessee Maneuver Exercise and the Tennessee Catastrophic Exercise together, so that there's some. Uh, synergies that can be gained there in in terms of engagement with the National Guard and readiness of uh, its units. But uh, we find and create opportunities to bring people and organizations together to solve uh, the problems that lead to disasters. And you know, we're sitting here today at the Tennessee Emergency Management Headquarters building where there's an exercise that's ongoing. And it's a really good reminder of all that takes place when an emergency occurs. What would the process look like, Director, for counties and for cities in Tennessee to get assistance from TEMA? Yeah, so disaster readiness, disaster preparedness uh, starts today. And uh, you renew those efforts every single day. And you reap what you sow in in a crisis or a disaster. So if you're just introducing each other or you're just sharing a checklist or a policy or a procedure for the first time with those that might need help or might be engaged in, in 
responding to a disaster with you for the first time at, at the scene of the disaster, then we're too late. And so what we do is every day we have district coordinators that are out there working in the 95 counties with their county emergency managers who are uh, answerable to their chief locally elected official, uh, the county mayor, county executive, working with them to make sure that they're ready and they know the processes for asking for aid. Uh, we practice those every single day in, in small real world events, whether it's a small diesel spill on a highway or a fish kill or some other unforeseen uh, emergency or crisis, we're always working with our jurisdictions to reinforce that system. And then we really focus on making sure it can scale so that when we have something uh, that's like a, a 60 mile long track tornado that moves across the state in the early part of March 2020, that the seven counties that are impacted by that tornado are able to communicate with the state of Tennessee uh, what its needs are, the impacts to Tennesseans, and then we can work together to save lives and preserve property. And to close out from your perspective, what do you think that we as National Guardsmen should know about the future of emergency management, and how are you planning to lead TEMA into the future? So National Guardsmen, you know, especially in the state of Tennessee, uh, the Adjutant General, Major General Jeff Holmes, has put an emphasis on what Guardsmen can do in their communities. A lot of folks enlist or commission into the National Guard with the idea that not only is there a national mission for national defense and security, but there's a mission at home, in their states, in their communities, where they've grown up, where their families are. And the National Guard is unique in military organizations in the United States of America in being able to respond to answer the call when a disaster happens. Whether that's a cyber event or a flood or a tornado, or an infrastructure collapse, the National Guard has broad capabilities to be able to answer that call and help their neighbors, their fellow Tennesseans. And I think what you can see is uh, we're seeing more frequent disasters. And so guardsmen, especially in Tennessee, should expect that uh, you'll more frequently get called upon. And as a part of that, you'll be called upon more frequently to train and exercise to prepare for those um, defense support to civil authority missions. Director Sheehan, thank you for your time today. And now for all the news you need to know in the Tennessee Bluff. Up first this month in the Tennessee Bluff, the 134th Air Refueling Wing based in Knoxville hosted a grand opening celebration for a new $31 million aircraft hangar in early June. Construction was started on the state-of-the-art 57,000-square-foot hangar in 2019 and is large enough to house both the KC-135 Stratotanker and the Air Force's newest refueler, the KC-46 Pegasus. Colonel Lee Hartley, the commander of the 134th, said that this new hangar shows that the Tennessee Air National Guard is, quote, ready to serve the nation and the state of Tennessee well into the future, end quote. And in Army National Guard news, Tennessee has launched a first-of-its-kind program that allows warrant officers who have retired from the active duty Army to join the National Guard and continue their service. In 2021, the U.S. Army and National Guard Bureau updated their policies to allow the National Guard the necessary tools to recruit qualified retired active duty warrant officers. These warrant officers will keep their retirement pay while also serving in the National Guard. Brigadier General Warner Ross, Tennessee's Assistant Adjutant General for the Army, 
said about the program, quote, This will greatly impact the readiness across our force as it allows our organization to supplement our ranks and hard-to-fill positions with highly qualified individuals, end quote. To learn more, please visit www.tn.gov backslash military. That's our Tennessee Bluff for this month. Up next, the 1796 podcast sits down with Sergeant Major Harold Cook. We are excited to welcome Sergeant Major Harold Cook to the podcast. Sergeant Major, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Before we get started, would you tell us about your background? When did you join the military? Uh, yes, uh, joined the military in September of 1982. Uh, joined active duty at that time. Served three years in artillery mode. Uh, got out in 1985. Took a five-year break. Just kind of reevaluating what I wanted to do, and and then uh, Desert Storm happened in 1990 and 91, and I joined the Guard in March of 91. Still in artillery mode, been in there in artillery until 2006, after we got back with uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom 3 in 0405. Joined the MP Corps in 2006, have been an MP ever since. Um, went up through the ranks, and, and here I am at Joint Force Headquarters at this time. There's a lot happening at Joint Force Headquarters with the Tennessee Maneuvers exercise. Tell us a little bit about this exercise. Well, this Tennessee Maneuvers exercise is uh, ideally for the whole state of Tennessee. Uh, it it start, started back in the in 1940s. Uh, when, during World War II, they had Tennessee Maneuvers exercise where all the state were incorporated in doing maneuvers, uh, mostly, mostly based for the European theater, uh, getting them spun up and ready to go. It went away for a long time after that, and we have just started reincorporating Tennessee maneuvers as our Tennessee exercise to exercise the whole state in the event of a, a domestic emergency, uh, natural disaster type thing. So we incorporate in now uh, to exercise the, the joint staff to get us prepared as the leadership aspect here at Joint Force Headquarters. And it spins out to the different MACOMs and to the wings as well to get them spun up. Okay, we got a disaster in XYZ area. Let's start incorporating the whole state. How will we uh, maneuver through that? Good information. Thank you. Sometimes it feels to members of the military and civilians that the military does a lot of exercises. What is the true value, and do you think it makes a real difference in readiness? The, the biggest thing on exercise is to see what you can and cannot do. What are your expectations, and what are your uh, true needs, and how do they actually work? Training up the soldiers to work in an event, uh, an exercise, we'll get, check our readiness. Do we have enough personnel? Do those personnel know what they need to do? Are they well-trained individually as well as collectively as a company or as a battalion or as a brigade? Do, do each entity versus the air and the army, can they talk to each other? You know, something as simple as that. Do they speak the same language? Uh, and if not, well, when we incorporate all together, then we know that, yes, I know what you're talking about now and you know what I'm talking about now. Uh, so it just builds the overall readiness because throughout the the months as a as a guards member uh we'll train individually and then that builds to the next year well let's work in not only our squad but let's work in our platoon 
and then the next year let's get our whole company involved and as it grows each year then you encompass the, the state and the wings and the MACOMs. All right, now for our final question. You have a lot of military experience. What is one piece of advice you would give younger soldiers and airmen who may be listening today? Well, as you join the military, start talking to those privates and the specialists. Uh, you go in and your, your mind is thinking one thing when you might go in. And then you'll get your bumps in the road. And that's when you got your problems, after your first enlistment. All right, I'm at a bump in the road. Do I want to stay or do I want to go ahead and just cash out and, and, and be done with the military? Everybody has good experiences and bad experiences. You might have a bad experience right now. That'll change. You know, you might say, well, I don't like this commander or I don't like this first sergeant. Commanders come and go. So you might get a good one the next time. So. My advice to be, you know, if, if it's something that's in your heart, if you have a willingness to serve, the military is a one good way to serve. We're the 0.1% of the population. So if you want to serve, this is the place to be. Take your bumps in the road. It'll get better all the, all the time because I was at that point. That's why I got out. And then I thought, well, I still have a, a need to serve. So I wanted to serve. I, I got my 20 years in. And I says, well, I wanted to get my 20 years in. I got my 20 years in. And I said, well, I'll stay in as long as I'm having fun. I'm still having fun. I got 35 years of service. The light's at the end of the tunnel, almost ready to retire. So uh, it's been a very good experience for me. That is really great, Sergeant Major Cook. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the 1796 Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing, sharing this episode with friends, and giving us a five-star review. The 1796 Podcast is produced by the Tennessee National Guard Joint Public Affairs Office. For more information, please visit www.tn.gov military.